Hello, everyone. Welcome to New Mexicast. I'm Rosalinda Roman, and before we get started, I want to share what you can expect here on this podcast. First, you should know that my family lives on a sailing catamaran, and this is my personal audio journal. What you're about to hear is an episode from 2016 when we were just starting our journey of moving from our home in New Mexico onto the boat. As a longtime broadcast journalist, I wasn't sure how I was going to keep working while pursuing this crazy new lifestyle. This journal is where I worked through a lot of things, both personally and professionally. That means you will hear about experiments with new technologies like Blab and Periscope and testing out systems to make the move easier, like Wild Tree meal prep and KonMari for downsizing our stuff. As you can imagine, some of these experiments were successful, while some, like Blab and Wild Tree, don't even exist anymore. But I decided to leave even the failed experiment in this audio journal so you could get the whole story of how we went from New Mexicast to New Mexicastaways. If you like what you hear, please stick around till the end and I'll share how you can find out where we are now and how you can get much more content by joining the New Mexicastaways crew. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to New Mexicast, the enchanting travel show featuring tales from my family's adventures aboard the 45-foot sailing catamaran, the Dawn Treader. For you that are new here, let me introduce myself. My name is Rosalinda Roman. I go by Rosalinda. And I have had a TV show called New Mexicast since 2007. And uh, it started as a video podcast featuring stories about uh, just interesting people we meet along the way, both in New Mexico and beyond. Uh, And I created this audio version uh, toward the end of our stay in New Mexico uh, as a way to just kind of brainstorm and share my thoughts as my family prepared to move on to this catamaran. Uh, So we are aboard. We have lived on this boat for a full two weeks now. And uh, I want you to listen. I'm, I'm going to work and talk and share my thoughts about the past two weeks plus our adventures. And what you hear right now is the sound of doing dishes. And that is one of the many things you learn when you live on a boat is how to get very creative um, saving water. Because our, wa- our holding tank for the water, I think we have a 100-gallon holding tank. We may have 200 gallon and forgive my ignorance, but there's so many systems on this boat that we are unfamiliar with. I could tell you in the past, no longer because my brain, I have since had a third child, (laughs) but um, in the past I could have told you the water capacity and fuel capacity and all kinds of details about our former boat that we lived on when my daughters were two and four, and that was a Manta Um, And ironically, as I'm looking out the back window of uh, my my current home, which is a Lagoon 450, 
uh, I can see a manta, which you don't see them very often. They were they're an American uh, an American built catamaran that um, our boat Hakuna Matata was one of the last ones ever built before the company went under. Um, not literally, not like under the water. <laughs> you got to be careful with those terms when you're talking about boats. Um, but anyway, so long story short, I don't know this boat very well. Uh, we bought it back in about six months. No, I guess it's been more than that. About a, you know, We bought it last August. So coming up on about 10 months um, that we've had this boat, but most of that time it's been docked in Fort Lauderdale, and now we are at Riviera Beach Marina outside as part of the uh, West Palm Beach or Palm Beach County area. We're across from a place called Peanut Island, which is a delightful little place for the kids to explore while we prepare the boat. There are so many things that I can tell you about, um, about just the process of prepping to move onto the boat and now being aboard for two weeks. Um, but I'll just kind of, that's the nice thing for me, and it may not be nice for you, but it's nice for me, is about this audio edition is unlike um, the video show, the TV show, um, which again started as a video podcast and became a weekly half hour show, all of which I created and produced, uh, that was very work intensive. And I just, I don't have the ability to do that at this point in my life. I have three kids. Uh, Ahava is 11, Ziva is nine, and Samuel is uh, five. Uh, we just got a new puppy that is part of our move aboard adventures, um, which I'll tell you more about as we um, in the coming weeks. I'm going to try now to be more consistent with this audio podcast because as I've been thinking about my work and, and the, the things I've enjoyed doing um, through New Mexicast, the reality is starting to set in that, oh, I hear something. Do you hear that noise? Oh, that's because a... Uh, Let's go outside really quickly. There's a big cruise ship coming out. And I would love you to hear it. Let's see if they blast that horn one more time. You can hear the wind. I don't know if you'll be able to hear. Uh, you can hear in the distance. So at this marina, there are um, there's uh, a cruise ship terminal right next to us. And this boat comes in and out and in and out. Um, basically, it comes in every morning. I know this because I'm out here um, on the deck trying to teach a nine-week-old puppy how to use the potty on a boat. Um, and so it pulls in every morning and it goes out uh, every afternoon, it seems. It may be not the same boat, but this is a busy port. So um, I guess they're not going to blast the horn again. I thought you would enjoy hearing that. Um, but anyway, so going back to the whole point of this audio edition, as I move forward, I have a lot of wonderful people who are asking me about our adventures. I'll go back inside and continue to do the dishes. Um, a lot of people wondering about living on a boat and how do you prepare for living on a boat and how does one do that with three kids and a new puppy and try to maintain your sanity? Um, and well, that I may not have an answer to. <laughs> um, the fact is, this audio edition um, is much more practical at this point in our lives because, A, when you live on a boat, the internet is often awful. Um, the best internet you get is not great, and it ranges from not great to awful. 
Um, and the problem is when we sail to the places we want to sail, I think the internet is only going to get worse. So realistically, the live shots, which I've done a few, and if you are interested in kind of our preparations, leaving New Mexico uh, to move on to the boat, and then our uh, move on to the boat, uh, you can check out New Mexicast's um, live, the, the stories that I did live um, on New Mexicast TV on YouTube or Facebook.com slash New Mexicast. Um, and that's N-E-W-M-E-X-I-C-A-S-T. Anyway, so if you want to see some of the videos, that's great. But the reality is they are very hard to upload when you do not have good internet. And that has been a stress point for me throughout my TV show, too, because my family is a traveling family. We like to hit the road a lot. And um, even before we moved on to the boat, we went to Mexico and we went to Chicago and we traveled extensively. Um, but I would often be in the middle of editing an episode of New Mexicast and have no way to upload it to the TV station or to my video podcast feed uh, because of internet um, lack of internet connectivity. So that is why I am really leaning toward doing more of this, which is just my, let's call it Rosalinda's Ramblings, here on New Mexicast Audio Edition. Um, because... I could get to wherever we go. I can get to a coffee shop um, and in the Bahamas, let's say, and upload an audio file reasonably easily, but trying to upload video is going to be only sporadic at best. So that said, it is my goal, now that we are on board full-time, to at the very least publish an audio edition once a week, but I'm going to try more frequently, but I'm not going to promise anything, um, at least at this stage. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, I will have gotten my stuff together and be consistent, and you will see that we have lots of um, audio recordings in the feed. Um, so, yeah, I think the big thing is going to be, because this is brand new for me to really do this regularly as an audio um, podcast, you're going to have to tell me what you guys want to hear. And that doesn't mean I'm going to do every single thing you want, but like, what are your questions? What are your thoughts? Are you interested more in um, the process of prepping to move on to the boat, which I did a, a program called KonMari. Um, basically, it's a, a, based on a book by a woman named Marie Kondo uh, called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And the process of KonMari-ing, if that is a verb, uh, to downsize to move on to the boat was overwhelming, amazing, emotionally draining, and ultimately incredibly rewarding. So I certainly can share more about that here on the podcast. Uh, let's see. I could talk about just the whole process of being here with the kids and what that's like and some of the concerns. Just life aboard a boat in general. I mean, I'm sitting here, and I we have three sinks here on the boat, which is kind of funny. I, I laugh um, that we could keep, like, totally kosher, which we don't, but um, we, we have three sinks, so we could separate dishes if we wanted to, but mostly it's because uh, we use each sink to accumulate lots of dirty dishes, <laughs> and you have to be really cautious about using all this water, right? So I fill up a little bit of the sink, and I'm sitting here sudsing away while I'm talking to you. Um, so I could talk more about just kind of the quirks of living on a boat and some of the things you learn. Um, 
you know, anything. So feel free, if you are interested in um, a specific topic relating to our adventures, please send me a line. You can email me at rlr at newmexicast.com or you can uh, go to my Facebook page. That's, uh, again, facebook.com slash newmexicast and just ask the question there and I, I will uh, try to include that in a future episode. Okay, so let's see. Let's talk about the move itself because I don't think I've really gotten into that in an audio edition yet. So I did do the whole KonMari thing, which again, you should just go check out the videos because they're much more extensive. But that, after I, I got down to the wire, I had wanted to leave on, I think it was Tuesday, um, June, I don't know, it might, might have been Tuesday, June 8th, something like that. And pretty quickly I realized we needed some more time, not just to um, continue the sorting and packing and all of that, but we, the kids needed more time to really say goodbye to their friends and, um, and, and do things the right way. So we didn't feel like things were left unsaid or it was rushed and we regretted, you know, the whole way we ended. So we had a big sleepover party with their friends, my kids' um, friends, including even one of Samuel's sweet friends, um, two nights before, or the night before we were allegedly going to leave, which was hilarious. There was no way we were leaving then. Um, so then after that, my friend, Erin Edwards, came and she, she was awesome. She helped me finish that last push to get um, everything sorted. And, and we weren't just like putting stuff in storage. We have some friends who um, are renting our house and we are leaving the furniture and we left um, like all the normal living supplies, dishes, um, you know, stuff like that. And so that made it a lot easier for us because we didn't have to pack up, you know, all we had to pack up was our personal effects and the rest of it was able to stay with the house. But that still was a daunting task with, you know, a family of five. And the other issue we ran into, and I didn't really get into this too much um, until I, I really haven't said this publicly yet, but we had our wonderful German shepherd, beloved sweetheart, uh, Lila, who honestly, she's just an amazing, sweet, awesome dog. She's a German shepherd. And um, she's two, and we've had her, we had her at the tail end of our longtime sweetheart dog, uh, Tova, was the dog that lived us, with us on the boat the first time, also a German Shepherd. And then we had another dog that eventually became uh, my brother-in-law's dog, uh, Mazel. Well, Lila, for some reason, she had these, this quirk that she was an amazing guard dog when it came to the coyotes that would come up to our house in New Mexico. Um, and she was an amazing guard dog when a mountain lion came up and sat on the wall in our backyard, like really great at scaring away like really big, scary animals. Um, and she wasn't like one of those yippy dogs that would just bark at a squirrel or bark at any random bird. Um, she really was great, a uh, great protector. However, for some reason, she had this weird quirk that she would not ever bark at people. She would not ever bark at people. And I'm talking about my husband traveled a lot for his work, and there would be many times that I was home alone with the kids, 
and um, all of a sudden, like I'd come around the corner and there's a guy standing in my house <laughs> with no, no noise made by the dog. Turned out that it was truly Nolan or some service you know, call and that my five-year-old had heard the the, someone knocking on the door and just let the person in. Um, luckily, none of it was ever a real issue because the people did not have any ill intentions. Um, but that's not okay. I need a guard dog. What's the point of having a German Shepherd if you if you don't have? I don't mean a guard dog. I'm not talking about like you know chain them up and have them guard my property. I don't care about the stuff. I care about the people. And because um, I don't know if I've ever said this either. Boy, I'm just revealing everything today, aren't I? Um, I have had I have a hearing problem. Um, and I've had a double stapedectomy. What that means is um, I've had the stapes bone in my, two of my ears, two, all, all two of my ears. <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing dishes and talking. Um, I've had the stapes bone replaced with a prosthesis on both my ears to improve my hearing. But I still have hearing that is not as good as the average person. Um, and so I really do need a an alert system, and that is why we have a dog besides the companionship. So Lila was not um, living up to her doggy duties for me um, and my needs, and so it was really uh, down, to, down toward the end when we were figuring out all the logistics and what to do and you know how to handle the move, we always intended to bring Lila with us because um, we love her and she's, she's our doggy. Um, but I was really, it, it, because toward the end it seemed we had a lot of people coming in and, you know, check and doing things on the house to prepare for our renters, I started to realize I, I really can't have this dog come with me on this boat because we're going to be in foreign countries, we're going to be, you know, doing all these things with my, my little kids. And, and in the past when we lived aboard um, a boat, we, um, uh, the, by the way, the first boat was called Hakuna Matata. And when we lived aboard Hakuna Matata, um, Tova would just alert me if there was someone coming near the boat. And that's all I need, you know, I just need a little warning. I'm not asking her to eat the people, but just, you know, hey, I need a, a heads up. And that um, I realized I was in the middle of a live broadcast on a platform I use called Blab, or I was, I, I have used, I think Blab might be about to go under, um, which makes me very sad. But uh, like I said, Rosalinda's ramblings, right? If you're still listening, you're like, boy, she's all over the place. Um, but anyway, so Lila, uh, I was in the middle of a live broadcast and I heard knock, 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 like a really loud knocking. And um, I went downstairs and, and there was this, this service guy he didn't come in the house, but he was standing there, and I thought, I had no indication at all that this dog, I mean, by the dog, that this person was standing there. And it really freaked me out. Um, and so I said, I decided then and there, I just, we, we have to find another option. And so I was kind of talking to my friend about this struggle that I'm ha I was having with the dog, and he, well, he was checking, he's the, the one that rented our house, and while he was checking out the house, like if it would work for him and his family, he a, a massive coyote walked by our backyard. And our dog, Lila, went chasing after it and chased it away. 
And I think my, that's when my friend was like, why don't you just leave that dog here? Because he's a guy and he doesn't need the same, you know, like he doesn't need what I need as far as protection and, you know, that, that maternal instinct of a, a, fe a female shepherd. So um, all of this to say that it, all, it ended with a happy ending for both Lila and now our new puppy um, because Lila stayed with the house and has, it, she's protecting their family from coyotes and any other wild animals that might want to make their way um, over there. And we, now that we moved here onto the boat, uh, we went looking at dogs and we found a lady who is a trainer and uh, also raises German Shepherd puppies. So we got a German Shepherd puppy, and it took us a little while to name her because we really wanted to get her personality. Um, she is nine weeks old, or I, I think at the time of this recording now she's 10 weeks old. Uh, but we got her about a week ago, and she, oh, so her name is Nala. You know, Nala, the girlfriend, eventual wife, and queen of um, Simba from The Lion King. So Nala is growing up now on this boat. As, she, as we're moving aboard, she's getting to know the boat, and we're teaching her um, how to use the potty and what to do um, here aboard. And right away, she is a little misprotective. She, when she sees like the shape of my husband coming from downstairs, um, from our side of the of the boat, she starts barking at him. And I'm like, oh yes, perfect. So I think there's real hope here that I'm gonna end up with my uh, protective doggy, and hopefully Lila is much happier with a, a family that uh, appreciates her talents for scaring away wild animals. Um, okay, so what else can I tell you guys? Uh, you know what, I'm going to take a little break and I will get back with my wrap-up um, and yeah, I'll be right back. Alright, we are back and I just wanted to check and make sure my sister was still okay with all the kids. She took them down to the beach Actually, I took them down to the beach, um, and then uh, she swapped with me so I could kind of get the boat cleaned up. My husband has been away on a business trip for three days, and we have not only our kids and myself and the new puppy, who obviously has accidents, <laughs> um, and uh, we have my sister and her two kids visiting from Chicago, plus um, my other sisters two kids visiting as well so we've got a pretty full house and the thing you learn prob probably in many homes you feel this way too but um, if if you don't put things away right away it's chaos chaos ensues and because my sister arrived exactly one week after we arrived um, I haven't really had time to find out where things go and and find a home for each of the things that we, you know, all of our, our stuff. And so I'm sitting here, I, I decided to come back while they're playing on the beach so I could get a handle on the house before my poor husband walks in and thinks a bomb hit the boat. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, it gets messy. We've got now seven kids on board, two adults and uh, one puppy. Uh, so I'm getting things cleaned up and I just wanted to check if Becky was okay with all the chaos of the kids swimming, but all is well.
Uh, so what else can I tell you about this whole process? It's been interesting getting back on board. Um, so I know I left off talking about leaving New Mexico. Um, we finally did leave two days after I wanted to leave, but I was fine with that because I really felt like we needed to say our goodbyes the right way and, and not um, leave things undone because I wasn't putting things in storage. Now I do have, we have like a little wine room under the stairs in our house. You know how people make it like a coat closet or storage. We converted that into like a, a wine cellar, if you will, um, in our house in New Mexico. Um, with its own little air conditioning unit and all that. Uh, anyway, so we I did save some treasures, like my kids' baby books and my journals and things in that um, in that wine room. And that's locked, and that's just where we kept our things. But other than that, we don't have storage. Well, we leave New Mexico, we're on the road, and we find out that there's like a six-acre wildfire um, maybe 10 miles from my house. Now we live literally up in the forest. Like I said, wild animals, you get the picture. Um, there was a bear swimming in our, um, in our pond one year, a few years, like maybe five or six years ago. Uh, and so we get the, the news that there's like a small wild, wildfire called the Doghead Fire um, in our area. And Miss Linda, who is with me, uh, she was, she's our nanny who lives aboard the boat with us now. She came from New Mexico and she was our babysitter there and now moved aboard with us. Well, her house was being evacuated as was all of her family's houses. And it was, they only live, I don't know, like three miles away from our house. And so you can imagine the chaos of poor Linda having to you know, talk to her family and, and try to trouble, troubleshoot from afar as they were worried, because it went from six, six acres to 17,000 acres. The Doghead Fire just exploded, and it was very scary. So it was a blur moving onto the boat, because we not only you know did the whole KonMari thing to get out of New Mexico and downsize and, and really um, feel like we went through that emotional roller coaster, but then after we left... Um, New Mexico on the road, we ran into major issues uh, just emotionally, knowing or fearing that our house was in danger and Linda's house was in danger, and not knowing exactly how that was all going to play out. Um, I'm happy to report that now the fire is contained and our houses and Linda's are all fine and um, her family's homes are fine too. But uh, it was very scary. There were a lot of tears as we were already going through the emotional roller coaster of leaving our home and moving on to a boat. So uh, that's, that's just a little bit of what we dealt with. Then, of course, my sister arrived, which that, you know, dynamic shifts everything because we barely know the boat ourselves. And now we've got kids and people to think about and make sure everybody's okay. Um, our air conditioning units were breaking, or were broken, which did not go very well for poor Linda had like no AC for the first however long she was here. I guess she was probably only here a week before Miss Linda went back to New Mexico um, so that there's room for my sister and the kids here on the boat. And, and it gave Linda a chance to kind of go back and reconnect, um, which is good timing considering the whole fire threat and everything. Um, so yeah, it, and then add to all of that, we 
uh, got my daughter, who's a competitive gymnast, Ahava, signed up with a gym here in town. So that becomes uh, another um, layer of challenge to make sure she gets to where she needs to be in between, you know, figuring out where, who needs to be where to keep everybody safe here on the boat. Um, and then, uh, let's see, the last thing, oh, the puppy. And then add a, a brand new puppy to the mix. So it's been a crazy, unbelievable whirlwind of a two weeks, of two weeks to move on to this boat. Um, but so far, I am loving it. I feel like, you know, I had moments leading up to it. We did like a 90-day countdown to move on to the boat. And um, I had moments during that 90-day countdown that I thought, what are we doing? I'm, you know, have I lost my mind? <laughs> you know, I just really started to kind of panic about the whole thing. And it doesn't mean that I don't have moments of panic. I'll, I do. But, um, you know, I was really having doubts before we left, but I now know this is the right course of action for my family. I feel really good about it. There's a ton of work still to do, but for now, I am very much enjoying being here aboard the Dawn Treader. So I'm going to uh, finish washing one cup, and then I'm gonna step outside so you can hear the sound of the wind and the waves before I sign off. So. Um, again, if you have any thoughts or questions that you want to know about um, with this whole adventure, living on a boat, leaving New Mexico, conmarrying, um, you know, whatever, whatever I can share with you, um, feel free to send me an email at rlr at newmexicast.com. And here you go. I'll leave you with the sounds of the sea outside Peanut Island at Riviera Beach Marina in Florida, on the deck of the Dawn Treader, I'm Rosalinda Roman for New Mexicast, or as we like to call it, New Mexicastaways. Thanks for listening to my audio journal from 2016 as our family prepared to move on to the sailing catamaran, Don Treader. If you want to see where we are at the moment, just search for New Mexicast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or Patreon, or for New Mexicast TV on YouTube. Also, if you want to see the videos and photos of the things I'm talking about on this podcast, please consider joining the New Mexico Castaways crew. You can do that at newmexicast.com slash crew. Thanks again for listening and for supporting our enchanting adventures. I'm Rosalinda Roman, and this is New Mexico Castaways. <laughs>